Hello and welcome to Metal Vice, the podcast where we talk about all things music. Well, the things we care about. Right. Which is mainly metal music and live music. I'm one of your hosts, Brian. Join my other host. Karen. And Karen, what's today's topic about? <laughs> We're going to talk about Rockfest. 2023. Yep, Rockfest 2023 in Cadet, Wisconsin, uh, the summer festival we chose to go to this year. That was over July 13th to the 15th, um, with July 12th being a preview night. Um, yes. So not in that date range, but yeah, that's when it was. The ticket prices we paid for were the GA lawn, and by the time we got it, it's a tiered pricing system, I believe. So the earlier you buy it, the cheaper they are going to be. Um, whenever we bought them, the tickets we paid for were one forty four fifty three, um, <clears throat> for the three day festival. Okay, not horrible for a, a three day festival. No, really, it's not. That's actually a pretty good price. Yeah, and I guess we didn't even mention the headliners. For the headliners here, we had Pantera, Slipknot, and Godsmack. Yep. So pretty good for those three for those three bands. Yep. Um, additionally, on top of this, it's we 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 bought a parking pass twenty five dollars for a three day pass. Um, as well as this one was set up a little weird where you can buy individual pit 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 passes for bands that you liked yep. to get down in the actual GA area for the pit. Um, we did that for Wage War. Yes. It was $20 with $2 in fees, $1.21 in tax, and then $7.75 for shipping of the physical ticket. Um, we don't have any fees or tax listed for the actual ticket. I think it's just all sort of rolled into one. Yeah, probably. But yeah, this um, this was an interesting festival for sure. Yes. Let's start with maybe how we how we got into this and why we chose this. So I guess before even doing that, um, we are trying to do one festival a year at least and sort of bounce around between what ones we go to. At least we've talked about that in the past. Yeah, we've talked about doing that because last year we went to Upheaval. This year we did Rockfest. Next summer, we might not be doing one. We'll see how, how things work out, but we might yeah. not. Yeah, next summer. Yeah. Um, and then the following summer, we might do one in a special way. Yeah, and it's also interesting because, I mean, we also did Milwaukee Metal Fest this year. So we it's did, kind of yeah. the second one. Yeah. Um, I c- always forget that we did that as a festival this year. Yeah, I guess because, I mean, even last year we did like um, beer metal, uh, Denver Beer Metal Fest, or Decibel, Decibel Beer Metal Fest in Denver. But I guess in my mind, like when I think of festivals, this is kind of like what I'm thinking, like outdoor three days. The June, July time frame. Yeah. And yeah. I guess Milwaukee Metal Fest was the end of June or the beginning it, of June? It was May. The end of May. The last end of May. May. Okay. Yeah. So right outside of that time frame. But yeah, yeah I, I I agree. I think of like the outdoor ones. Milwaukee Metal Fest was at the rave, which was all in yeah. side. So yeah. Um. But yeah, so this was the one we picked this year to try to go to and, and check out. And we want to, like I said, go to one a year and bounce around, check them all out because there's a lot out there. There are, yeah. yeah. Uh, but why why did we pick this one? We picked this one because our friend's band was playing uh, Thrash of the Titans on the um, tribute stage. So they reached out to us to kind of say like, hey, we're doing this. Um, if you want to check it out, like Pantera's headlining. And we're like, sure, why not? So we kind of jumped on it right away as soon as we found out that, which was like January of this year. Yeah, thereabout. Yeah. So even when we jumped on it, like VIP was sold out, all the pit passes were sold out, or the all-day pit passes were sold out. Which there's not many of those. I, there's no way there's many of those. There can't be very sale. many. Maybe yeah. 50 or so. I don't know. They're I don't want to put a that. number on it because, yeah, I don't know how that would work. 
And we found out while being there at this one, like you, you could reserve your area. So like there's the reserved lawn and the VIP area that if you bought this, if you bought this year for next year, you could lock in your, your seat already. And so that's yeah. why those are already sold out for next year even. So yeah. when we got them, that's why like our tier was like the third or fourth tier up, I think. But yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's how we found out about it. I mean, I had seen, or I knew about it last year because um, Disturbed and Avatar were also there. Oh, were they? Okay. Yeah, because they played Upheaval as well, which I kind of noticed with the, so this weekend it was um, Rockfest, Upheaval, so Rockfest in Wisconsin, Upheaval in Michigan, and Incarceration in Ohio were all the same weekend. And it almost seemed like a lot of the bands that were here were at those two as well. Yeah, we did pick up on that last year too of just looking around of like, what the lineup is for one festival, not necessarily the same day, but a lot of the bands will be going to those festivals. So like, yeah, I mean, it can't be the same day because you're at, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Slipknot and, um, who else played? Um, Pantera. Well, no, on, on Friday, Ginger, were they on the same day as Slipknot? Yeah. So Slipknot and Ginger played the same day at this festival. The very next festival, it might be Slipknot's on a different day than Ginger. Oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, you, yeah. you're not going to see Slipknot and Ginger necessarily on the same day. Yeah. But you're going to possibly, more than likely, see them at that same. Uh, like, yeah. they bounce around between the festivals. I get what you're saying. So, it's once one festival announces, you kind of get the idea of, like, all right, what what it's going to be like for all of them. There might be some differences in, like, headliners. Um, bigger festivals, like the Danny Wimmer ones, get different headliners, for instance, right? Yeah. But, yeah, that's why we that's why we picked this one. Um, going into it also, we saw that there were lawn chairs allowed. Yes. And Upheaval had lawn chairs last year, which was a very big dislike of ours. Yeah, that was, like, the thing that we would point to and be like, this festival was not good because of lawn chairs. And we yep. hated that the lawn chair feels so much. I remember walking out the last day of upheaval and seeing the lawn chairs in the garbage. Yeah. People bought fucking lawn chairs for this and then threw them away. Like they, they don't take them home. Yeah. Like, I remember walking to the festival in, uh, so this is in Michigan, but walking to f- the festival, there's like a dollar general or something along yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. And outside they had a box of lawn chairs. Oh, for real. Yeah. Like the, the cloth ones that yeah. go in the little bags. And I was just like, so even like the Dollar General knew that people would buy those cheap lawn chairs and just throw them away at the end. Well, maybe maybe not everybody threw them away. but Yeah, but while we didn't like the lawn chairs at Upheaval, they did have sort of their own designated section. They did, yeah. There was like a line that they couldn't put a lawn chair past. Yeah. Like where this one was a little bit different. You had the like... Closest to the stage was standing GA only. Yeah. Then there was a line where only lawn chairs. Yeah. So at, up- at Upheaval, sorry, at, I started talking about Rockfest as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. just to keep it straight, at Upheaval, there was standing GA up by the stage. And then there was a line where the lawn chairs were. That's what you're mentioning. Yep, yep, yep. But here at Rockfest, it was lawn chairs and then standing room. Yes. Yeah. Behind the lawn chairs. Yeah. Uh, and the thing I didn't like uh, at Upheaval, I think that kind of pissed me off, is people would bring lawn chairs, sit in them, and then when the band would start on the main stage, they'd get up from their lawn chair and go up front. And it's yeah. like, what the fuck? You can't have the best of both worlds. Like, yeah. either ha- use your goddamn lawn chair or get the fuck out. Yeah, like Disturbed last year, all the lawn chairs were empty. Yeah. Well, 95% of them were empty. But then they're still sitting there. 
and it's like I wanted to see Disturbed. Why right. do I have to stand behind lawn chairs to right. go to see Disturbed? So, and know. this one was different where people would show up with their lawn chair down and like that was their spot. Yep. They would go to the second stage, third stage and whatnot, right? But for the main stage, it would come back to their lawn chair and this yeah. was their spot. I fucking hated it. It, it was uh, so fucking horrible. Yeah, I remember. So when this was announced, I remember seeing that lawn chairs were allowed. And I remember telling you, like, we had already bought our tickets. But I remember telling you, like, they allow fucking lawn chairs. Yeah, and the part of me is like, it wasn't fun at Upheaval, but whatever. It, it will be fine. I'll enjoy this just fine. But no, it was a completely different story for this one. Yeah. yeah. Let's get into the festival. Yeah. Um, preview night. We got there Wednesday. We drove up, um, got up normal time, I guess. Drove up from Chicago. It was what, like a six hour drive there about? Uh, like five hours, but yeah, it probably took a six, six and a half after stopping. And well, it was, we got a yeah. lot of rain, really heavy downpour on the yeah. way up. Yeah. Like even in Chicago that night, there was like tornadoes and stuff. So I yeah. mean, it was, it was pretty bad weather all the way up there and we just followed it up there. It wasn't like. Because sometimes if you're driving, you can pass it or yeah. like it's just for a little bit, but it was the entire drive. Yeah, but get up to our hotel, check in, then we go check out preview night. And the venue grounds, this is a camping festival also. I don't yes. know if we've mentioned that yet. Oh, we did. I don't think we did, but yeah, so it, there was lots of campgrounds. And so I guess going into it before you even get to the actual festival, going into it, I kind of expected also that we would not have the absolute greatest experience because we chose not to camp like it right. seems like you this type of thing the experience would have been enhanced if we had camped yeah yeah i would agree yeah because even after the headliners which their sets started really fucking late to begin with but it's a camping festival so why not but after them at like one two o'clock there were still music acts going on yeah like i remember asking our friend if they were going to stay in a hotel or camp. And I was like, we're not camping. <laughs> right. But I don't, maybe we should have. Yeah, looking back, I, it would have been better if we camped. And looking at future festivals of the camping one, I think we're going to lean closer to the camp. Yeah, we'll, we'll camp it. If we, go, if we choose to go, like Blue Ridge in Virginia is a camping festival, we will camp at that one. Now, I think Louder Than Life might be camping as well, but there's, like, hotels right there. And that's a good point because yeah. the hotel for this one was 30-minute drive to yeah. the venue ground. Yeah. And we left the hotel. We knew it was going to be a 30-minute drive. Typed in the address to Siri. She directed us, took us down these, like, country-ass back roads. Yeah. Um, but it reminded me a lot of Iowa. Yeah. With one notable exception, there was some fucking bear just out in the middle there. <laughs> it was there. a bear. <laughs> Wait, I've... We were kind of amazed because we've never seen a bear before, ever. Not in the wild, yeah. Not in the wild, yeah. Like at a zoo or something. Yeah. I've seen a bear, but never in the wild. And I remember just driving and I saw its head pop up and like walking through the field. And then I was like, there's a bear. And you're like, nah. And as we got closer, I'm like, no, it's probably, it's a dog. It's a dog. Like just one of those big dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. We get uh, nobody's behind it, so we like kind of just go slowly up to it, and like as we come up, it just like stands up on its hind legs and like looks at us. Very crepuscular, just like looking at us, like what's going on over yeah. here? Like what are you doing? You got anything for me? Yeah. What's going on? And then just ducked down and went away. Yeah, and then we drove off. We we did get on our way out of the preview night. We stopped the security, one of the security people or one of the staff, 
and ask them how we get out of the parking lot. Like, do we come back up through the same way? And they're like, no, you got to go through this way. And they're telling us how to get back to the hotel. And he's like, how'd you get here? And I, we explained how we got there. And then we we're like, Oh, and we saw a bear <laughs> and he just sort of like brushed it off. He's like, Oh yeah, yeah, they're here. Yeah. Um, but watch, watch for deer. Yeah. Watch for deer, <laughs> which growing up in the Midwest, that was how you always said goodbye to people. It was always like, all right, drive safe, watch for deer. Like the, the that's the line you use when yeah. you say goodbye. Yeah. But it was just, it was kind of funny that like we were so excited about seeing a bear and he was just like, okay. So what? How about deer? Those are scary. Yeah. Like those will run into your car. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, I just thought that was funny. A little yeah. side note. But yeah. getting into the venue then, I guess, we did eventually. That wasn't too far from the venue, like maybe a mile from the venue. Maybe. Yeah, because like we just got to that stop sign and then churned and then you're at the venue. So, yeah. I mean, that bear was really close to the campgrounds. Yeah. Um, and you pull into this parking lot. There's like four gates where everybody's pulling into. Um, it was preview night, so everybody was also getting like their wristbands and their like will call stuff uh, and their little badges for their cars. Yeah, you gotta like stick it up. No, like stick it on your <laughs> on your window. That was just funny. Yeah, you're like. <laughs> um, so it was a little bit of a long wait getting in that first yeah. night, but yeah. it, it moved pretty smoothly. Yeah, like even I, we didn't need anything from Will Call, and that's the line technically we got in. And I was always, I was like kind of anxious because I'm like, we fucked up. We're probably supposed to be in like the far lane or something, but they really didn't care. They were no. just like, cool. They scanned your, your parking pass. They scanned your wristbands right then and there at the that gate. And then they're like, and they're like, all right, go follow follow the people. They'll direct you to a spot. And you go down there and you you, you park in a field like a normal like country parking. Huh. Yeah, like it re- really reminds me of State Fair. Like how you're just like, yeah. well, for us, for like the Iowa State Fair, like you're just driving into a big field, like field grass, whatever, and park there. Yeah. Also in the middle of this parking lot was like this carny ride that like yep. spun you upside down, which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was like a pendulum. And then finally it like went upside down. Yep. It was only like 10 bucks to do. We didn't do it, but yeah. yeah. We saw, I would not have done that. Watched it a few times for people. Yeah. Um, and then also like all around you is the campgrounds. Um, but walked up from there into the venue. I think it was what, like gate nine or something. Yep. yep. We entered through gate nine. So our whole perspective will be from gate nine. Yeah. Um, but you walk through that gate and then there's sort of the who's on top is to your left, left to your yep. left. But if you keep going straight, there's to your right of that building. It's sort of the a little building structure that was covered, um, two walls on either end. So like the stage would be on one side of the wall to get backside directly behind the stage was like the bar area. Um, so that was, if you walk in through gate nine, that's going to be on your left on your right was the shirt shop? I think it was just the shirt shop, yeah. Basically like, the merch for Rock this Fest. festival. Yeah, for Rockfest merch, not like band merch. No, but, not band merch. Yeah. So each band would have their own merch sort of area at each stage. Yeah. So also on the Who's on Top stage, there was like a little structure where they had the main headliner merch. And then the other bands had smaller um, booths next to the next to the stage. Yep. Porta potties all over the place back there. Also, they had for men only. They had troughs. They had like built these little structures for troughs. Um, the one up there, I think, was a new one. I heard people talking about, like, oh, they built a new trough up here or something like that. And it was kind of cool because they had two way glass where from the outside you can look in at the at the guy's peeing. Like it was from the the neck up type thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went in there and used. It. I was a little disappointed that it was just like a mirror. I was looking at myself. I was like, "Oh, I want to look at the crowd while I urinate. <laughs> they get to look at me. Why can't I look at them?" Type thing. Yeah, I when I saw that, I honestly thought it was like a window, 
Okay. Not like a two-way glass, but a window. And obviously, I never went in because yeah. I don't use troughs. But uh, I thought that it was because, like, it's right next to the stage. So I was like, oh, is this so, like, people can go in and pee and not, like, miss the band? But if you're looking at yourself in a mirror, then yeah, it's more probably just for fun giggles. Yeah, and if you follow this, there's like a little road that you can follow down and it kind of winds around and that takes you to the edge of basically the perimeter of the the um, the festival grounds. There's another entrance there we never utilized. Um, yeah, I don't think, I think that's for the other campground. It could be, yeah. Like the one that's across the street. Well, like, when we I drove in, I remember seeing the entrance for that one. The first night we drove in. No, I meant for the people who are staying in that campground to... Yeah use that gate could be yeah okay because like for us to use that we would have to leave the perimeter and then come through that gate yeah yep so um but then if you take that down it kind of starts to go down the hill from there if you uh follow that path so and when we say hill it's just like a little slant yeah like a little slant yeah it's not like a upheaval hill yeah so it's a it's a right turn you're going to be bending right as you walk down this this hill Bunch of merchants selling uh, different items, hats, shirts, blankets, uh, whatever, really rings. Lots of different little merchants there. And then some food vendors, a soda vendor, water vendor. And that takes you all the way down the hill to uh, the Jack's tribute stage. More porta potties down that way as well. Another trough. Uh, But the Jack's tribute stage, which is where we wanted to see um, our friends at uh, Thrash. So now you're at the bottom. Uh, if you turn around, go right again because you're going in basically giant circles, just a giant rectangle. This these these grounds are. You get the main stage, which the setup of the main stage, normal you know standard stage, but the pit is like right there, a it, very small pit with sort of catwalks over. Yeah, and you're like under the stage, like it. The stage isn't like in front of you with like a barrier. It's like you're in a pit. Yeah, like. And looking up at the stage like this. Yep. Uh, and behind that pit, you had like benches, like built-in uh, benches into the ground. Sort of sort of amphi-style-ish amp- where it was going up just a little bit of a slope. Um, your sound booth was right there behind that. And then you had your GA lawn or your reserve lawn. Yep. Which you had on the grass, but they had like a little wooden fence that was blocking it off. And then your GA lawn outside of that fence. Yeah, which was full of launchers. Yep. Um. Keep going next on the other side of the main stage. There's a little um, hut where that's where the main merch would be for the bands later on, as well as this sort of elevated structure. Yeah, I don't even know how to, how to like say that, but yeah, it was like built up on steel stilts, kind of. Yeah, with like stairs, like a little platform. There were stairs going up to it, um, but it was covered. They had like a bar up there. I think they have like comfy seats as well. Yeah. It's like. You could see like couch things or like outdoor furniture that's yeah. like couch like. Yeah. It's like the top tier lounge, I think they called it or something. I can't remember oh, okay. what that what that area is, but it was more of a loungy feel to to that yeah. area. Which I think was like the VIP or ultimate VIP. Yeah, like their yeah. their top top VIP. Yeah. Uh, but it provided a cool shade area that a lot of people would hang out under there, I noticed throughout the yeah. festival. I noticed all the bugs at night and I'm like like, oh, because like they had lights, like actual lights. Yeah. And, like, the bugs just, like, were... Oh, yeah, you pointed yeah. that out one Yeah, night. I was like, I don't know if I would want to be up there. Yeah. Following that, though, you keep getting... You are you get to um, the other stage, the Boneyard stage. Boneyard, Boneyard yep. stage. 
uh, where they had giant skeletons on the outside. Yeah. It was decorated cool. Yeah. yeah. And on the inside, it was um, little skeletons hanging in the rafters playing like yard games and yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you didn't mention, but at the um, Jack's Tribute stage, um, the decoration was like records. Oh, and, yeah. Like, album yeah. covers. Yeah. Which was really cool because it was just like album or like records like hanging down, like vinyl hanging down. And then on the wall was like, um, I think they were painted on board, but it was like album covers. Like posters almost. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe posters. I thought they were album covers. I think most of them were, but it was like poster sized. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, is how I took it. Yeah. Okay. Um, Anyways, Boneyard. Sorry, Boneyard. I Falling, took this back. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, so now you're at the bottom at the other edge of the festival. So where we were talking about that other entrance way up top there, you're basically at a diagonal now from that. Uh, so you start heading back up the hill. More food merchants, more um, merchant merchants when you get closer to the top, leading out to another exit. And then if you... Oh, there's a, another stage there, too. Yeah, there's it's a the, stage um, halfway through. Uh, loud and local stage. Yep. yep. Uh, all these side stages are basically the same thing. Like I mentioned, it was a front wall, a back wall, a ceiling, and then just open side walls for people to come in and out of. Well, the loud and local and the Jack's tribute have like wood on one side where you can't like walk through it. So it's like a three walled. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, the loud and local also had swings they did, hanging, yeah. like yeah. these massive little swings. A lot of people were hanging on those and swinging yeah. back and forth. So each stage had its own vibe, its own feel, and its it own did. sort of aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I liked I liked how the stages were set up, honestly. Um, I liked that there was a structure because it did rain a lot this weekend. Yeah. And also I liked the structure because it allows you a chance to get out of the sun for a little bit. Yeah. Because sometimes with festivals, and that's why I like to do VIP, like when we say Riot Fest that we go to. I like doing that because it's like in a shaded area. There's like a shaded tent and stuff like that. So it just gives you that little bit of chance to get out of the sun, you know, drink some water, cool off a little cool bit, cool off a little bit, and then go back out into the festival. So, yeah, um, yeah. And then at the top, now we're sort of back at the top of the yep. venue where we started. We're walking back towards gate nine where we entered. There's more shops. There's this another elevated sort of structure. Um, you said it was for like chewing tobacco type stuff yeah so both the uh, i don't know the company it's like z y n or something that's probably not right i don't know tobacco companies very well but it was the only reason why i pointed it out was the loud and local stage and then there was that um stage or that structure and there was another structure that was like for pouches as well it's like ch chewing pouches okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. but anyways my whole thing was you don't really see advertisements for like tobacco anymore. Yeah. And that was kind of, that's the only reason why I pointed it out was like, these are like sponsored because the other stages were like Jack Daniels, Budweiser, Bud Light. Yep. Yep. That sort of thing. And then these are like chewing pouches. Yeah. It was just like a vendor that was there. It was. Yeah. Yeah. It is like nothing about it. I just pointed it out because you don't see it often. You don't see it often. Yeah. The one thing I do remember about that is the first day. So Thursday when we get there, um, they were doing yoga oh, outside, yeah, yeah. which was kind of I think they did yoga like twice in the morning or like twice a day, like once in the morning, once at like three o'clock or something. And then they also had like painting yeah, at one of those yep. stages, which we never did yep. either. There which, was a lot that we didn't do yeah, that we could have done. Which again, it's a camping festival. So like get up early yeah. and, and do some yoga, hang out and do like metal themed yoga or rock themed yoga. We've done doom yoga here in Chicago, which is a lot of fun. So it's 
I don't know. It was interesting for sure. But following that, you have more merchants. I think the army had like a booth and and shit and whatnot. Um, yeah, there was like the puff bag things that you like put oh, air yeah. in that you can like make into a couch or whatever. There was like a bracelet with a guitar, or like I guess it was like guitar strings, and then yeah, a bunch of different merchants yeah. and all that over there. I'm trying to think of everything that was over <laughs> there. Um, but then getting up right out now, you're basically back at that um the shirt shop. Right outside of there, they had a bunch of, um, like, mister, showerhead mister, so you can turn that on and get misted out with cool water, yeah. as well as spigots to refill refillable water, which yeah. is really cool to have refillable yeah. water. Yeah. But yeah, that's sort of the, the main grounds of your going, you know, walking through gate nine and turn left and just keep going all the way around. Yeah, like, would that be clockwise? No. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Yeah. And then there was also a bunch of other stuff going on throughout the grounds as well. There, there was, was a little booth with um, hammocks. Yep, with like shade cover things on them. Yep. Or yep. like, I mean, just fabric to make shade shade cover. Yep. Um, a freak show type thing. There was a freak show. Yep. There was yard games. A lot of different yard games. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. And then like photo areas. Like they had like a big chair, um, a wooden like devil horns. Devil horns. Um, that you could take your photo in, and then like a picture frame that you were to take your photo in. Yeah, you would stand on the other side, have somebody take it. it had like Rockfest twenty twenty three on it, and behind you was the main stage. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like we never did. Yeah. Again, we never did that, but. Uh, and then murals. There was a mural. Yep. Somebody painting one of those as we went. Um, yep. Which is kind of cool. And like behind that, people would sign their name, and then the last day they would sign the the mural side as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot. I mean. I attribute this not only a festival, but like kind of like a fair atmosphere as well. Like just of like things to do. Like yeah. It's not like the whole time you're standing or sitting watching a band. Like there's other things that you could be doing as well. Yeah. And that kind of gets into the, the whole thing of we didn't get the full experience because we chose not to camp. Right. Right. I think if we camped, it would be a lot different because one, we'd probably be staying up till. 2 a.m. Yeah, we'd see the bands. And then you're right there, so then you can go back at noon when it starts, or 11.30 or whatever yep. when it starts. And then, like, kind of just do all the little things the whole weekend, where, like, some days we didn't get there till 2 or later, so. Yeah, and it, this kind of also then ties in a little bit to something you've brought up a lot of the parking. Like, once you're there, you're yeah. there. Yeah, that's a big thing for me, is, like, because they scan your band and your parking pass like as you go in the gate and then you're there you're on the grounds so you could technically go to your car i mean we did we went yeah. to our car not technically but so even if you aren't camping you could make it even more like we saw a guy with a grill on his tailgate of his truck there was definitely a lot of tailgating going on yep. throughout the like people had little tents yeah, not like tents, the, the awnings the that they put up yeah and like just hang out and because you could hear the second stage in the main stage play pretty well from out there yeah and like i mean we didn't take lawn chairs at all but if we did take lawn chairs i would utilize them out by our car yeah just because of how our car is set up like we don't really have like a tailgate or anything to sit on um and just i mean we did have beer and soda and water in the car yeah. but i mean you could do lunch you could do dinner you could do anything just to kind of hang out yeah definitely um and that was kind of cool to get out there and like 
there was once when it rained, we went out and sat there for a little bit. We're waiting for the rain to, you know, pass. Yeah, and changed. And changed, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, which was kind of nice, again, because then you're not, like, wearing your sopping wet clothes all day or whatever. Yeah. So. But I think it's the same with the campers. Like, if you had a camper there or, like, a tent or something, in the middle of the day, you could go take a rest or... We yeah. saw people sleeping in their cars, too. Yeah, I or mean... napping, I guess. And that's a good point. Like, if we were camping, we would have done that, but we would have gone back to our camp spot. Yeah. Um, so luckily we did get to leave the grounds to go to our car and able to re-enter and all of that fun stuff. Um, so we got a little bit of that experience, but we didn't get like the let's stay up till. Cause I think you yeah. also said there's like signs posted somewhere. Like you're not allowed to sleep in your car or something like I, that. I saw that on the website that there's no camping in your car. Yeah. So I think like if, basically what they're trying to do is like not what i think that they're trying to do is like so that you don't pay the 25 dollars and then just like sleep in your driver's seat right. or whatever like overnight right. so because we did we didn't look at the camping prices what it cost yeah because we weren't going to do it so but there was a charge for that too so. yeah there is yeah because you yeah. have to pay for the campsite and everything but yeah so i mean i don't know how strict they are because i did see people with like blankets over their windows and stuff oh, like yeah. that so i'm like how strict are you on that? So, but anyways. Yeah. And I mean, so that, that's sort of the grounds. We went through them the preview night to basically check out the grounds and get a lay of the land type thing. Right. Right. We didn't, we heard the music, but we didn't like stand at a stage and watch anything. Yeah, we did not. Um, but who were the bands playing that first night? Yeah. Yeah. So the first night we had No Resolve, um, followed by The Lonely Ones, followed by a- Alien Ant Farm. And then they were followed by Soul Asylum. And I'm sorry, that was on the Bud Light. Um, who's on stop? Who's on Who, top? Who's on top stage? Which is basically their second stage. Their second stage, yeah. Yeah. We kind of figured that out at the end or by the end, like the main stage, second stage, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, and then on the Boneyard that night, there was Moon Fever, September Morning, Gemini Syndrome, and Widow Seven. Yeah. So like you said, we were there for a little bit, um, checked out the grounds, and then took off, went yeah. back. Yeah, we were there probably for a couple hours, I would say. Uh, hour at most, I'd say. Oh, really? We I weren't there that long. I thought maybe it was more than a we couple We got hours. a beer and cheese curds and walked, and I, that was about it. Okay. But yeah, fun time, though. I I think I was just done driving and wanted to be done with the night, so I was just ready for, for the next day yeah, to start. Yeah, ready for the, the actual festival. And like seeing the lawn chairs already set up, so close was already a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, I guess on Wednesday night there was... Were there lawn chairs set up on Wednesday night? There were a few people who okay. had lawn chairs, yeah. Okay. But what I did see, and I was going to mention this, is like as we were walking through the grounds, is there was like orange lines across the field or the grass. And I knew then, I was like, that's where the lawn chairs are going to be. All the way up to that wood fence for the reserved lawn. Yeah. So it's like basically from the... There's like a path. Like it's kind of a road, but it's more like just a walking path through. Like, from there forward, there was just, like, lines. Yeah. So, all the grass was just full of lawn chairs. By the end of it, for sure. Yeah. By the end, yeah. Anyway, um, day one, Thursday. Yes. Uh, Thrash of the Titans, the main reason we were there, they were first, so let's go check them out. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was somebody on the main main stage first, and then they played, but we wanted to get there early so that we could make sure to see. See their whole thing. All three of their sets, yeah. So I guess let's go through the the lineup then for that sure. that first day. Yeah. So on the who um, who's on top stage, it was uh, Scattered Hamlet, Ghosts of the Mississippi, Eva Under Fire, Vended, Mushroom Head, 
the ghost inside and rebel rebel queens but rebel queens was like one of those late night late night bands that went on after the main stage was done for yep. the night they start their start time was uh one o'clock basically yeah, yeah. on the boneyard um w- so something we didn't mention is um like the loud and local the boneyard and uh the jack's tribute stage a lot of the bands had multiple sets yeah yep yeah so it wasn't they were short sets but they were multiple sets so on the Boneyard stage, uh, Mag Dillon had two sets. I say it as Merle, but it's M-V-R-R-O-W. I don't know how to say that. I apologize. But they had two sets. Weekend Picnic had two sets. And then another late night band was uh, Dark Heavens. And their sets would be back to back. So they'd get the first time slot, then the next time slot. Yes. That the, yeah. yeah. So like they play a headliner pl- or a main stage plays. They play again main stage and so on so on and something we found out all of the stages outside the main stage had the same had stuff going on at the same time yes all four of those yeah then when the main stage was on there was nothing else going on yes yep no other bands playing yep um then on the jack's jack's tribute stage um it was thrash the titans got three sets and then giznad had three sets that day and those are the only two bands on that stage but they played like how we said yep yep then on the loud and local stage, uh, Saint Tragedy had three sets, and Carbellion had three sets that day. And then on the main stage, it started with Sin Seven, uh, followed by Fame on Fire, Suicide Silence, Orianthe, In This Moment, Ice Cube, and Pantera headline the stage. Yeah, and as we said, we we came for Thrash the Titans. Like they're the reason we were at this festival yep. to see them again, support them, um, love those guys. So that was the main reason we were there. We saw all three of their sets. Yep, yep. Um, we we kind of ventured around between the sets a little bit. Like we saw some of Suicide Silence, and we did. Yeah, we did see. Yeah. No, we, we definitely ventured around, but for Thrash the Titans, we were there for all three of right, their sets from right. start we to saw, finish. Yep, we saw all of those. So. Um, and I kind of went into it knowing how they do their, their normal set where it's, you know, they're, they're Thrash of the Titans, they're a tribute band to the big four. Yep. So for each band in the big four, they play like four tracks or so, four or five tracks. Right. And kind of it's Anthrax, Megadeth, Slayer, Metallica, like boom, 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 boom. Yep. So it was kind of interesting. I was wondering what they were going to do. Um, a part of me is like they could do the exact same set for... For every one of their sets, set list for every one of their sets. They could like one, one, one. Yeah, like play one song from each band because they're kind of long songs. So one song, one to two songs for each band type thing, right? Like you could definitely do that, and that could be a a very reasonable explanation or rationale for why you're going to do it because you have three time slots. Not everybody's going to come and see all three of your sets. They're going to bounce around potentially, go see somebody else on the who's on top stage or the loud and local or the boneyard, right? So if you want somebody to have that ability to bounce around, you can give them the same set three times. But then by the end of it, people aren't going to necessarily come back, right? They did it where each set was different. No repeat songs. It was play a little bit here, play a little bit there, play a little bit there. And by the end, you got essentially a a normal thrash show, but just split up. up, Yeah, yeah. The first set was um, Anthrax anthrax and megadeth and then the second set was anthrax megadeth slayer and then the third set was metallica yep so 
yeah, basically that's what they do for their shows as well. And I remember talking to some of them in between their sets where they're like, it's kind of, it's hard because they get their energy up and then they're done and they have to like just wait around yeah, and yeah. then got to get it back up again at, for the next set. And I guess I can see that being hard to do, right? Like you, you get in a mental state and sort of in a rhythm and then boom, it's over and you have to just chill out and relax and then get back to that same level. I thought they did perfect. They did yeah. great. Yeah, it um, was great. Yeah. It didn't definitely did not show at all. Um, but I can definitely see why that would be a, something yeah. to be concerned yeah. about. Yeah, if, if you're performing and you have to be in that mindset. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, we were there to see them. It was awesome to see them. It was a great thing. Like, basically got a normal thrash, though, and it was fucking awesome to see Yeah, again. yeah. They had a huge crowd, too, which was really cool. Um, like, how the vet... Uh, we explained how the stage was set up, but like people were like outside listening. They were in, you know, like full inside the bar area was all full. So it was really cool to yeah. see all those people. So super awesome. Uh, and as you said, in between their sets, we would go out and wander and experience the main stage a little bit and then go back and check out their shows. Um, other bands that we saw after that, once they got done, then we kind of bounced around a lot more. We saw Vended, got to see yep. them again. Yep. Uh, saw them three times this year? Four times. We've seen them four times this year? Yeah, twice with Bloodywood, Milwaukee Metal Fest, and then Rock Fest. So three times prior to this. Sorry, that's what I wanted to say. Oh. We saw them three times prior to this particular performance. Sure. All three of those, they were openers, so they had a very small time slot. What was really cool about this is the second stages all got much longer. They did, yeah. Set times yeah they had like hour an hour everyone did all all four of the stages had like an hour in between and so we got to see a longer vended set which was awesome to see yeah that was cool because we have yeah like like you said we've seen them for like 30 minutes or 35 minutes like at every single show so it was really cool to see them with a longer set yep uh hung back and watched uh in this moment main stage checked out giznat again they're a chicago band we saw them at reggie's earlier this year uh only saw a couple of their songs. It was really cool. Really good set. Or the songs we saw were really <laughs> cool. Really good. Um, so it was awesome to see them there again as well. Uh, and I guess that brings up my thought of, I'm really glad they did the Loud and Local and the Tribute stage to like yeah. highlight smaller bands that play these smaller clubs and kind of try to bring that, feel in that atmosphere to a festival. Yeah, yeah. I've always thought like, it'd be awesome if festivals could do this or if they would do this, they can do it. They just don't, but expose fans to this style of music and this way of music and listening to it of like, not everything you will find on the radio, not everything you will find in large venues. Some of it you have to seek out in bar venues, smaller clubs. And those shows are so much fun when you go to them. Um, So support live music, at all levels from the top to the bottom. Right. Like right. everybody's on their musical journey, working their way across the board. So, yeah, I feel like, um, headliners definitely, especially at festivals, headliners definitely bring in the crowds. Um, we, I saw that anyways, like on Thursday, I felt like there was a lot more people there for Pantera than yeah. the other days. Um, so it is good to one, if you're a patron to these festivals, like show up early, see the smaller bands that are ha- um, playing as well. But like you said, um, giving them a chance to be seen or like have these crowds as well is really cool. Yeah. And then 
for the rest of the night, we basically watched music on screens. Like yeah. we hung out outside of the Who's on Top stage and watched um, Mushroom Head. Yep. Hanging out with Jerry and Darla and then other members from Thrash the Titans would come by and chat for a little bit and then they'd bounce around and by the end of the night I think most people had yeah, regathered. Like, like gathered right there, yeah. Yeah. Which we just kind of put our blanket down and just sat there and like Yeah. It, it, but it kinda of worked out well because you could hear the who's on top stage and see the screens of the um main stage as well yep. from that area. So that was kind of nice. Same within this moment, kinda of watch that on the screens. Um Ice Cube, watch that. And then I can't remember who was probably the ghost inside. The ghost inside was probably playing, yeah. And they're playing, and we're all just sitting there hanging out, chatting. Um, and in the distance, you could see thunder starting to roll in. Yeah. And that must have been out to the west, I assume. Yeah. Whatever direction. Yeah, probably west. But so like out to the west, you see the the lightning, and you're like oh shit, that's that's working its way this way. And we're sitting there, and it's somebody's looking at radar and like, it's going to start raining at 11. And that's when Pantera was supposed to go yeah. on and cool rains fine. But the questionable thing was the, the thunder and lightning coming in. Yeah. Cause you could see the lightning. And I know here in the city, like baseball won't play if there's lightning in the area. Same with there was a NASCAR race. They wouldn't race if there was lightning. So it's like this could get shut down if there's lightning. And if it starts at 11 and the lightning comes in, depending on how bad it is, that's going to suck. Ghost Inside got done. Pantera's supposed to go on. Lou Brutus, who was there hosting from Loudwire, uh, came on and over the intercom, like, hey, um, there's lightning in the area. It's moving in. Um, Pantera will be playing but we can't go on right now. You need to leave. That's non-negotiable. You need to leave the viewing area. Yeah, he said the seating area, which I don't know exactly what that meant, if that meant where all the launchers were or just like the area down front. Yeah, I guess I don't know either. Um, but anyways. And we'll call you back when, when they go on. So Thrash went to their van to wait it out potentially. Um, we were already iffy if we're going to stay for how much longer. Yeah. Because it's 11. We're it's tired. 11 and we're seeing Pantera later and already this venue I'm like do I really want to see Pantera from yeah, and it's a 30 minute drive back yeah. to the hotel I guess my it wasn't necessarily the drive or anything like that it was do I want to see Pantera in this atmosphere that was my thought gotcha if your thought was more on the drive and getting back to the hotel then mine cool. was for sure okay um but also like the venue was like eh but it would have been cool to like see um but yeah, so we just went to the car and sat there, started to downpour heavily. A bunch of cars has already started to leave. Um, and we're sort of in that like, all right, we're going to wait till the exit line dies down, but yeah. we're, we're not sticking around. We left probably what, 1140 ish or so. Yeah, probably. And, but you had, well, well and, were and, we there when you looked at Instagram? Yeah, we were there, oh, okay. and Rockfest had said Pantera's going to start at 11.30. Yeah. And we're like, oh, uh, we're going to go. going to wait a little bit longer and head out. And I think we did leave a l about 11.40 or so. So they must have been playing. I didn't hear any music, though. I didn't either, so I don't know if they had started or not. Yeah, yeah. but Or if it was like, come back at 11.30 and we'll start soon after maybe. that. Maybe. I mean, a lot of people did leave, but if a lot of those people were going to their camp campers until the end of the rain all those people then had to go back through security so they might have yeah been yep, like okay 11 30 will open the gate 
gates back up or whatever. Yeah. And then we'll start at 11.45 or yeah. I don't know. But then they would have played for two hours, so then it would have been 2 a.m. Yeah, very true. Um, but our friends did stay and saw it. Did they stay for the whole thing? I think so. Okay. And they said it was really fantastic and amazing. So. Oh, awesome. Good to hear. So, yeah, that was that was the end of day one. Um, highlights for you for day one? Uh, definitely seeing Thrash of the Titans and just hanging out with them all day. Um, and then seeing Bended again was really, really awesome. Yeah, Sam, those are definitely my two two biggest highlights for sure. Um, day two. Let's get into day two then. Yeah. Um, Want to start with the lineup, I assume? Yeah, we can start with that. This was Friday, July 14th. The Who's on Top stage show with Artifice, Emperors and Angels, Saul, Crobot, Ginger, and Flyleaf with Lacey Strum. Boneyard started with The Almas got two sets, Normandy got two sets, Kingdom Collapse versus me, and then Late Night Band, King's Country. Those last ones just getting one set each. Yes. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, if I just say their name, then they only got yeah, one yeah. set each. <laughs> uh, the Jack's Tribute stage uh, was Shotgun Superstars got three sets, uh, and Sons of Guns got three sets. And then the Loud and Local, we had Lost in a Name got three sets, and Contingency had three sets. And then the main stage uh, started with uh, Nuisance, Gideon, Cherry Bombs, Wage War, Ice Nine Kills, Falling in Reverse, and Headlined by Slipknot. Yeah, and so of these bands, uh, we saw Emperors and Angels, Lost in a Name, Cherry Bombs, Saw, Wage War, Ice Nine Kills, Ginger, Falling in Reverse, uh, Contingency, and Slipknot. Um, most of those we saw the entire set. The few of them we didn't. Yeah. Real quick, I guess, just jumping ahead. Uh, Falling in Reverse, there's a little bit of drama and, and whatnot that went along with that. We did a whole, we were going to do a 666 on it, but we talked for way too long. So yeah. there's a whole little like, encore episode that we're going to Yeah, I think it's like 45 minutes or something. So yeah, we talked um, more in depth on that. Yeah, so we're not going to really talk about that at all during this this particular episode. But uh, if you want to check that out, uh, we'll throw a link up or some shit like that. Yep. So what do you want to talk about first for Friday? Um, I guess we got there a little late. We saw Emperors and Angels. Um. I really enjoyed that set when we saw it. That was up at the Boneyard. Me too. Not the Boneyard, the Who's on Top. Who's on Top, yeah. And we we saw quite a bit of that. Did we see the whole thing? I said we did, um, but we didn't see necessarily all of it. Okay. We saw a good chunk of the set for sure. Okay, yeah. And then we sort of just wandered around. We did go check out the merch for Slipknot there. We did. Uh, down at the main stage merch. And I think this was something you brought up as a potential dislike you had. Why don't you describe the merch a little bit? It's not really just like I had. It was more of it's an inconvenience to the people who are there. Um, because each or like the main stage merch was four windows, I think. Something like in that. In like yeah. this little building. Um, and basically every window had a different band in it. So they had like a little sign up over under each window, which was like, this is Slipknot. This is Falling in Reverse. Yeah. This is X. This is Y. Yeah. Kind of cool that you can just like look at, oh, here's the name I need. Here's the window I need to go to. Right. But even like when we got up a little bit closer, you can kind of see that they're like 
individual like sections within this building. Yeah. So it's not like a normal. Well, I'm saying normal merch, but like what? See, I keep saying normal. <laughs> what an average concert has where like you have all your merch in one area. Um, we have been to shows where it's like individual. It is really weird because like the radius does that where they split it up and each yeah. fit, each band gets their own merch table. And it is a disappointment, not a disappointment, but it's um, it's not, it doesn't go as smoothly because I think as you're trying to get to is you get in one line, you get your merch for that band. If you want multiple bands, you know how to get in multiple yeah, lines. Yeah, that's what I was going to. Yeah, like I guess when I think of like when we went to Milwaukee Metal Fest, they had all the merch in one area. Um, I'm trying to think of all the merch that we've done this year. We've done a lot, but uh, Shine Down, it was all in one area. Yeah. Um, and then so on and so on. But then, yeah, like we did go to like Wage War at, um, what's that venue called? The Concord. Concord. We went to Wage War at the Concord and that was individual merch as well. Yeah. So, I mean, we've been to shows where it's individual merch, but I don't know. This just kind of was, it seemed inconvenient to me, but maybe I just thought it was inconvenient because of how long like the Fallen in Reverse line was. Very long. It was fucking so line. long. And in my mind, I'm like, if I wanted wage war fallen in reverse and slipknot and i had to wait i mean wage war was pretty short we yep. could have went over there no problem we already have i have plenty of shirts i don't need another one um and then they had like so if you want wage war you had to wait there then you had to wait in fall in reverse and then you'd have to wait again for slipknot yeah and to me that's just inconvenient when if you have this many bands i think they advertise as 75 bands or something yeah, I don't know. Oh, which yeah. not every band had merch, and it wasn't yeah. all at this stage, and blah, blah, blah. Like, there's lots of things to it. But to me, it was just kind of inconvenient to have each individual band in a line. I would agree with that to some extent. Like, it's definitely inconvenient. Um, but I just had a thought. What's that? Do you think venues that do it this way or individual um, setups, like Concord, how they have individual, do you think that those are the ones that don't take a cut of the merch where, like, maybe... You know, like Milwaukee Metal Fest, maybe they did because it's all in one area. So it's like kind of like a we sell your merch for you. So it's I don't know. It's interesting. Um, it it could be because the ones where they are individual, it's sort of House of Blues is the same way. It's individual merch in that back area yeah. here in Chicago. But it's the it's their people working. Right. That that's section. what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, but like this, it's, I mean, we don't know. Yeah. I'm just bringing it up. It just popped in my head while we were talking about this. And I don't know, Milwaukee Metal Fest may have done something where, again, I don't know the inner workings of how that all works, um, what goes on behind the scenes and whatnot, but it did seem like they had special unique shirts made for some bands for that one yeah. show that prior to that fest on their Instagram, they did show, Milwaukee Metal Fest did show the shirt their shirts being made. So maybe there was some kind of contract that they had where... Um, with the manufacturer of the shirts being like, can you also do this band for X dollars yeah, or something? Yeah, I guess I didn't really care about the manufacturers of the shirt. I was just meaning about the venue cuts. I think we did a 666 on that, like on... Yeah, I guess what I was cuts. thinking of with the manufacturers, maybe Milwaukee Mail Fest had a deal with somebody and they basically went to like, hey, Shadows Fall, if you want to do a shirt, we can get you this rate for that shirt. Oh, okay. Type thing, like a, yeah. a bigger deal. Like if we buy 2,000 shirts... We get a discount, but if we buy ten thousand shirts, that's an even bigger discount. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's a different story. I think. Than, yeah, yeah. Um, selling the merch, but yeah, yeah, I get it. Anyways, that 
I don't know where, where we were. Yeah. Oh, oh, because you said that we waited in line for merch. So. Yeah. But no, that's an interesting. I, I, I don't know the. Sorry. There's a lot of noises today in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the inner workings that goes on behind the scenes. I'd love to know more about that and how, how it's all operating. Because, I mean, shows are a big moving, like, there's a lot of moving pieces going on there. So, and from a fan perspective, you only see one small oh, yeah. aspect or yeah. a very few small aspects yeah. of of it. So, it would be really cool to to know and understand more of that. Um, other than that, cherry bombs were on the main stage. Yeah, that was right after we got done with getting our merch, right? Yeah, like, yeah. As we're walking back, yeah. Which we've seen cherry bombs before. We have, yep. Yeah. Uh, with in this moment at the radius, and I like their performance. I don't like their performance being at a metal show. Honestly, it's like a dance, interpretive dance with metal music. Yep. Um. But at a festival, it makes sense if it wasn't on the main stage. This is because I feel like it would be something that could be on a second stage where if you want to see it, go see it. If you want to see a band perform, go see that. Where on the main stage at this particular festival, this was the only thing happening while they're performing. So as a seeing them on a show, I, I, I like them too. I think they're extremely talented women who are up there like the dances they're doing the moves they're doing it's there's so much talent and skill that goes into doing that i'm not yeah. trying to like talk that down at all yeah uh, and i don't think you are either no it's just not what i want to see at a metal show. right at a metal show or at a concert type approach i'm fine with seeing them um i think it'd be really cool to see them as the in between as they're tearing down the set maybe yeah. up there as like entertainment for that yeah. Aspect like that'd be really cool. Kind of really like a second slot. stage thing. Yeah. Yeah. Sort yeah. of. Um, for a festival, I agree. Festival would be really cool. Main stage, I'm fine if they're on the main stage. If there's more going on. Yeah. Like if the, like this one, the main stage was it. There was nothing yeah. else really. You can go to the freak show. There's other things you could do if you wanted to. But in terms of music and musical entertainment there really wasn't anything else going on outside of the main stage yeah i guess that's the point i was making is like for this festival i'm cool with them being at a festival if there's something else going on yeah and that way if you want to see them you can otherwise you can go see another band perform i guess in my mind if i'm going to go see live music i want to see live music i don't want to necessarily see people dancing so then what if they had like a instrumental group behind them that would be really cool and like the first First time we saw them, I don't think we ever posted that episode. We did not. I, know. I think it turned out really bad. bad. <laughs> yeah, but even the first time we saw them, like when they came out and danced, or when the first group came out and danced, I was like, "Oh, the band's gonna come out soon." Like the whole time up until like the third song, I think, and then finally I looked at you. I'm like, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> um, but the whole time I thought that a band was gonna come out and perform. I think that would be really cool. Like, I mean, performers do that all the time, right? As we record this, Beyonce's playing. <laughs> I'm sure that she has dancers, but they have her singing. Oh, is that to backup tracks, though? I don't know how Beyonce performs. I'm sure she sings it herself. What I, what I mean is, like, the music. Is that a back, oh, backing track, or is it... I don't... I would assume so. It's I don't not, know. They don't though. have, like, a band with her. They might. I don't honestly know. I could see them having a band. Really? Yeah, I could. I'm trying to think, like, even at, like, the Super Bowl, they never have a band. Do they? 
sometimes they have some people oh. playing instruments. There's a lot of dan- back, backup dancers as well, but yeah. every now and then you'll see like but actual anyways, people. That's the whole thing I'm trying to explain. Yeah, we, don't, yeah, yeah. we don't go to those concerts, so I don't know. Yeah. But that's what I'm trying to explain is like if there's a band playing and then they play. so Or they dance. Other other noticeable things for me for this day, Saul, um, another Iowa band. It was really cool to see them. It sounded yeah. like they had some struggles getting there, but they yeah. got there and they put on a great performance yeah. from what we saw. Yeah. And I used to listen to them, and then I kind of just stopped listening to them. I don't know why, but I'll definitely be picking them up again. Um, and then Wage War, the, the, pit picket, yeah, the pit tickets we bought. Yes, yeah. The only pit tickets we bought for the whole weekend, so... Uh, twenty dollars, and I don't know if we we said this, but the each band that had pit passes that you could buy, the price was varying depending on who the band was. Yeah. I can't remember what all the prices were. Yeah, I don't know if we said that or not, but um. So while we were watching Saw, um, we left like maybe ten minutes before they were done, or five minutes maybe before they were done. Yeah, we left a little bit before it was done. I don't know exactly what time. I thought it might have been like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, see, I felt like we saw oh. more. Of, because I think we left 15 minutes before Wage War was supposed to go on. Okay. So it would have been like five minutes okay. before I saw it. Anyways, so we left because I didn't know how the pit worked. And in my mind, I'm like, I don't want to be standing by the sound stage or something for Wage War because I was so excited to see them again. Um. So we left and then we end up leaving and then going and there's a line so they obviously must clear out the pit completely and then you have to like re-enter yeah it definitely had that vibe even if you had like the three-day pass it was like you got to get out and then re-enter yeah <clears throat> um it was a really cool entry getting into it. i really liked the because you're, you're going down this walkway that goes under the sound stage so it's like you're kind of going down almost into like a tunnel and then back up into the, where the pit is and it enters right behind, right under one of the main catwalks, like yeah. the center stage catwalk. And then stage left, stage right had their own catwalks too. So once you're up there, you can either go left or right and find your spot from there. And then the pit itself was really, really cool. We've never done um, or been lucky enough to do the Metallica Snake Pit. But this is kind of the vibe I've always imagined it would be. You are down a little bit lower than normal from a stage, or maybe maybe you're not. Maybe like Aragon, you like because the stage is really high up. Yeah. So it, I think it's venue by venue specific, but this one you are down low. Like I think I'm six foot tall, and my head was barely at at the top or where the, st- where the, the base of the stage was. was. Oh, okay. And then the catwalks, yeah, were under or over us for sure. And you're really close. You're really intimate with the band. It's it's a really cool area. I do. I, I did really like being down there. I just wish I could have been down there for everything and not just the one-off bands I bought. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool that when the band performed, they could use the catwalks. And, like, so basically they're, like, over you. They're, like, walking, and you're, like, looking up at them, and they're over you. That was really cool. And you are really close to the band. At first, when before we got in there, I was like, how is this going to work? Like, am I going to be able to see, like, but then once you're in there, you can tell, like, what it feels like. And you can see the stage and everything like that. That was no big deal. Um, I had a lot of dislikes about the pit, though. How so? Mainly the crowd aspect. So we didn't mention this with Thrash of Titans, but we found out during that kind of, not really found out, but just how the security acted. There's absolutely no moshing, crowd surfing, movement 
of any kind that could be considered that at this venue. Yeah, with Thrash, they had the Circle Pit going for one of their shows. I can't remember what set it was. I think the second one. I think one. it was the second one. And a security guy came in, kind of stopped that, and then just stood there in the middle of the floor staring down. Uh, Matt. Matt, yeah. yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. So I was super excited to see Wage War. We saw them at the Concord this year. We've seen them. This will be the fifth time we've seen them, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but we saw them at the Concord, and that crowd was amazing. Like, you're basically just... You go where the crowd goes. And I love that. That was like so much fun. Yeah, they, they're they not necessarily my favorite band. I know they're one of your favorite bands right now. They might be your favorite. But that show at Concord was so good because yeah. of the crowd. Because of the crowd. And like it feeds the band. The band feeds off the air energy. Then the crowd feeds off the band's energy. It's like this. We talk about it all the time. It's like cyclical, you know, environment. This This thing that you are a part of. Um, and that definitely was missing from this show. It was a little disappointing for sure. Yeah. So anyways, I was excited to see Wage War again and I wanted that crowd atmosphere again. And I even told you before, I mean, probably even before we went up, like after Wage War, like I'm going to need to like cool down, like, you know, all that stuff. And it wasn't like that at all. Like basically everybody just stood in their spot where they found a spot when they walked in. I just stood there. A lot of people with their arms crossed. Some was, people singing, some people moving, some was, people headbanging. Yeah, there was some jumping going on, but not much. For but sure. it wasn't what I wanted. No, it wasn't. No, that I agree. Movement. Yeah, yeah. But even if somebody initiated that movement, there was six security guards just in our little pod, little area. They would have stopped it right away. They probably would have, right? So it's like, what's the point of spending money to, yeah, be near the stage when I could do the same exact thing? Yeah. I mean, granted, you get to see the band closer, but you could do the same exact thing behind the lawn chairs. Yeah. Part of the, the thing we love about live music, at least me, I, I think you're the same way, is the crowd energy, the crowd feel, the the organism that is the crowd. Um, and when you don't get that, that definitely sours our mood on a show. Um, like I said, Wage War, not my favorite band. But that Concord show was so fucking good because of the crowd energy yeah. and the crowd feel. So, yeah, it's it's disappointing when you don't get that. And like we said, the lawn chairs for us zap that energy instantly from the back. For the whole, the whole venue, though. Like, yeah. even during Death Roll, uh, Cody's like, oh, we, we normally ask for a circle pit. Like, if you have a shirt, spin, spin, it. spin it above your head or whatever. Yeah. It was like... Even, I mean, granted, some bands could play up to the crowd being able to do nothing, but it, it just, it's a different atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. But anyways, what I was going to say is like, for me, the pit was not worth it. Yeah, I mean, I get the, I get the, the energy wasn't there. It's not the energy I wanted, but the viewing aspect and the feel down there was, it was worth it. It was worth 20 bucks for me. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It, I would have liked it to be better, but. I'm fine with paying the 20 bucks we paid to, to get that experience. See, I don't think I would even pay 20 bucks again to no. see it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We I did mean, it once, I guess, so. I mean, that or behind lawn chairs. I would rather be there. That's even true. without the feel you wanted, it was still a better feel and vibe than it was behind the lawn chairs. Sure, sure. I just don't want to pay for it. Um, It also then started, like, raining a little bit. I didn't feel like it was pouring by any means. I thought it was just, like, a light sprinkle. Um. I mean, 
a little bit more than a sprinkle, but I not was a soaked. pour. <laughs> so I was, my head and my shoulders were completely soaked before we got done. So were they? Yeah. I guess I didn't feel that. I once we left, then it really started. It did to come really down. start, and that's when I got too, but the most wet. Yeah. I, mean, I remember my shoulders being completely soaked. My hair was completely soaked. So hmm. you okay. have no hair, so yeah, you wouldn't know. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it was the the rain didn't bother me at all when no. we were down there. No, but we did leave here and go back to our car to kind of wait out that rain spell that came through. Yeah. Also, I think to get our our blanket too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we didn't carry that with us the whole day. Yeah, it was basically just for the evening to sit down. Changed shirts, got our blanket, uh, had a couple drinks, and then went back in to. I think we came in for Ice Nine Kills. Yeah, yeah. We stood at the uh, who's on top stage to see Ice Nine Kills because Ginger was going to go on. Yeah, we wanted to see Ginger, so we wanted to be in that in that little area. The one thing that was really cool about the who's on top stage also is they had the ceiling fans. Yes. So yeah. you could stand there and get some nice cool. You could actually feel it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes with ceiling fans, it's like you can't really feel it at all. But here at this stage, you could. Yep. Finish up with Ginger. Awesome set to see. Uh, head down to Falling in Reverse, and like we said, they did a whole episode on that. Uh, checked out some of the other side stage side stages and whatnot, and then got ready for Slipknot. Yep. Found a spot way in the back behind a bunch of fucking lawn chairs, and sat there for Slipknot. We stood there for Slipknot. Yeah, we stood there. You always say sat. Sat as in like found a spot, and that was us. Okay. Like we didn't move. We sat our feet down. There, oh, okay. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The one thing that I noticed right away, I think the banner was up for Slipknot, their like dr- backdrop before yeah. it all starts. And you were asking me like, what's their opening song again? It's ACDC. And I was like, yeah, for those about to rock. And then it's going to be boom. And that's going to be the start of the show. And I can't remember what song it was. It was some 80s like pop song or some shit. I can't remember but I was just sitting there like I wasn't even paying attention. And then boom. Yeah. In the middle. It was like so abrupt and I did not expect that at all. Yeah. I really liked that. Oh, you liked it? I felt like it was out of place or something. I don't I don't know. I, like that it messed up or it was out of place. I, I, I liked it because, I mean, it's kind of fun when like Metallica, right? Ecstasy of Gold kicks on. The crowd cheers. The lights go down. You know what's going to happen next. So you're starting to build up. This was... I'm expecting something. I'm expecting something. And then, and then boom. boom. Yeah, that's like, true. Oh, that's true. shit. It's starting now. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's stand in our spot. For but it, it did make me excited for a little bit. And it's like, oh, we're not going to yeah. do anything. Um, but it really pissed me off also because it was not the Slipknot concert I wanted. It was very boring and lame back there watching basically Slipknot on a screen. Yeah. Like, even if you... We're there at 11 o'clock in the morning, could get your lawn chair as close as you possibly could, that sort of thing. It would still be boring. Like, you're still standing mm. in front of a lawn chair, not in a crowd. I mean, you are in a crowd, yeah, quote unquote, but it's not like the slipknot crowd that you don't we get the energy, that mm-hmm. bouncing, and all of that, yeah, yeah, that we like and are used to. And I mean, I don't know how many times we've seen slipknot, but we're always near the state i mean pretty close to the stage or the pits when they open up like being on the side of the pits for those are a lot of fun yeah and it's just that crowd movement makes the slipknot concert for us and this was not 
We just didn't have that feeling. Yeah, and it was very disappointing because this is the only time we're going to see them this year. Um, and their new album is so weird and different than anything they've done. I was so excited to see how they intertwine this into into their normal set. And there's like just so many cool nuances and places they could go with it. Like I think the intro to Yin reminded me so much of the Grateful Dead's um, drums when they play that live. Just like the the ambient noises and the weird places you can take it. It was like, oh shit, I never actually thought of Slipknot doing something like that and then going into like something crazy heavy. Like this would be so cool and eerie to experience and see what how they take it, their interpretation of something like that. And I got a little bit of that with Yin, but then it was like, but I'm back here. I'm not like I'm not feeling the, not crowd the crowd aspect yeah. of it and how they're vibing to it. Yeah, like even if you're in the pit, though, I wonder how the pit was for that. If like people were, because I think it was the line for that was a lot longer than Wage War, so it might have been fuller. The wonder. line was crazy fucking long for Slipknot. It was like all the way from where it entered all the way back up to the Who's on Top stage. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they had a little bit of movement or anything down there, but for me, seeing Slipknot, never actually seen them like in an atmosphere where it's like on a screen. Yeah. Um, well, I guess maybe a little bit at like 2016, um, Chicago open air, but we weren't watching the stage anyways. There was so much crowd stuff going on. Like we weren't watching the stage, the crowd surfing, the pits, the crowd movement. Like, it, yeah. yeah, there was just so much going on that like, yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, so when we saw it in this moment, I liked the screens for that because they were able to zoom in on Maria and like show the like what was going on, like with the hands and the like dancers, the dancers yeah. and everything. And that was really, really cool. Like that's not something that you normally see when you're at a regular show that doesn't have a screen or anything like because you're just viewing what you can see from the crowd. Yeah. And that that's definitely one where the, the stage performance goes into it a lot. And so yeah. does Slipknot, right? There's one of the reasons I love them so much is because there is so much going on on stage at once. And I guess from, you can film what's going on better and see it from the back, I guess. But the other thing I like about it is depending on where I'm at in the crowd will also dictate what I'm going to pay attention to during that show. Therefore making every single show unique and special. Um, Which is again, one of the reasons I think they're one of the greatest live bands ever, even like, if you can't see Slipknot live, see them live. It's such a great fucking show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was very disappointing. I, it really started to piss me off being back there and not being able to experience the show like I wanted to experience or I had hoped to experience. Right. And we even left a little early. We thought we were leaving, what, like an hour before? I thought, yeah. I thought that they had only played for an hour and they got an hour and 50 minutes. So I was like, oh, you know, like we're probably halfway through. And we only left because we were bored. Yeah, basically. To be honest, um, I was like pretty much just turning around, like looking at people, like what's everybody else doing? And I was like, okay, I'm bored. Like, let's go, basically. Uh, well, I never said let's go. I think you're the one that said like let's yeah. go. But yeah, so but we end up leaving with only three songs left. He said. Yeah, I think there was only like three or four songs left. There weren't. There wasn't that much. Yeah. Um, again, it starts. It didn't start till eleven. Like, it's such a late time slot for a band, I think. But that plays in again to the whole, it's a camping thing. Yeah. So, I don't yeah. know. If you're just walking to your camper, it doesn't matter if you get done at 12.50. Yeah. I mean, all in all, highlights for me, definitely the side stages. Again, Ginger, 
Um, Saul, I enjoyed the pit at Wage War. I know you didn't. Uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy the pit. It wasn't the experience I wanted. Fair. Okay. Fair. So let's just put it at that. Like, it wasn't what I was expecting. Yeah. So, I mean, those were the highlights for me. How about you for day two? Yeah, definitely seeing Wage War again. I mean, I'll see them anytime that they come around. Seeing Ginger was amazing and we're gonna see ginger later on this year but it's gonna be a short set because it's an opening set it's gonna be the reverse of vended the day before yeah. right where we saw we've seen vended as an opening slot a few times this year and it's you get 20 minutes yeah this was you get an hour now we're gonna do the reverse with ginger yeah. where we get an hour and now we get 20 minutes it's gonna feel a lot different yeah it's gonna be really weird so um a, a fun memory from ginger was the sound check at the beginning oh yeah it was in ukrainian yeah <laughs> that was fun um i don't know like that's just a fun memory that uh the guy came out to like do the sound check and it was all in ukrainian and it was just like it's like check check one two but it was like the ukrainian word for check and one and two yeah and it was like we could learn some ukrainian right now but it's also like i've never thought about how does a foreign band do yeah sound check i always like check the, one two one two yeah like isn't that what you always do <laughs> yeah like it's Which weird. makes me really think, I mean, Wacken's on my list. I really want to go to Wacken sometime. Um, so it's on my list where I'm just like, that's going to be so many international bands. Yeah. That'll be really, really fun to like kind of see how each band does it. Yep. Yeah, and that's 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 day two. Um, another 30-minute drive back to the hotel. Uh, punch it into Siri. And every time we went there <laughs> and back, uh, we... Tell Siri where we're going, and she would give us a different route every goddamn time. Yep. I don't know why. I don't know how. Yeah, this one was weird because I like got some roundabout that we were supposed to go around. Like, she wanted us to turn right at that roundabout. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're supposed to keep going straight. <laughs> like, I remember this. It was really weird. All right. Uh, Saturday, Saturday, July 15th, day three. Day um, three. Why don't you start with the lineup on Who's on Top? Yep. The Who's on Top stage uh, started with the Soap Girls. Silver Tongue, Dayseeker, Sleep Theory, Dorothy, Everclear, and then a late night band was Ratchet Dolls. Oh, I just realized Friday didn't have late night bands. So Slipknot was Oh, the yeah, yeah. Oh, weird. Um, interesting. Okay, anyways, sorry. Then on the Boneyard, uh, Drift started with two sets. Lovely World had two sets. Relent had two sets. And then a late night band was Citizen King. Uh, real quick here, um, I think the 950, the Radiant second slot, was actually Citizen Kane. Was it? I think so. I thought I remember being in there and uh, them saying, we are Citizen Kane. Oh, Thanks okay. for ch- checking us out. So, so that might have changed? Yeah, I don't know for sure. This is just what's on their website right now. Um, but, yeah. Okay. Uh, Jack's Tribute Stage, uh, the Hybrid Theory, had three sets, and then Old Voltage had three sets for the day. So the... Tribute stage um, had six total bands with three sets each for the whole weekend. So, um, And then we get to the loud and local stage. Uh, started with the over-unders with three sets and Scarlet with three sets. Then with the main stage, it started with Bourbon House, Plush, Ten Years, Guar, Highly Suspect, Papa Roach, and headlined by Godsmack. Yeah, this day was, uh, I don't want to say interesting or weird. We just, we were lazy. We didn't we get up until really, really fucking late. Yeah, I don't even think we left the hotel until 
eleven thirty or twelve. Yeah, we didn't get there until ten years. That was they were the first band we saw was ten years. Yep. Uh, then the hybrid theory we saw their third set, but I guess before that you went down and saw the end of their second set. Yeah, I saw. So they ended their second set with numb, and I saw that, but yeah. that was it. Then over to Lovely World, Scarlet, Dorothy, um, Citizens Kane, I think, like I said, uh, Papa Roach, Old Voltage, and Scarlet. We saw a little bit more of, of their set, too. So not nearly as many bands this day. No. That was our own fault, though, for being... Well, I even technically saw a lot less than that because I... Oh, shit, I didn't even say Guar. We saw Guar. Oh, we did see Guar, yeah. Like the whole side of Guar, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, we did. Yep. Yeah. Um, that day, we took the blanket. Did we take the blanket in right away, or did we go back and get the blanket? We went back in the middle oh, okay. of the afternoon, yeah. Okay, but um, I really enjoyed it. It was such a nice day, and I really enjoyed it. I just put the blanket out, and I just kind of, like, sat and listened to all the stages around because you could hear the main stage, and then you could hear, like, the loud and local stage, and then the boneyard. Yeah. And... Mostly the loud and local stage, but it was really fun just to like kind of sit and listen to people play in the middle of the. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with blankets going and then you can make that same argument then with lawn chairs. Like it's fun just to sit and enjoy the music where my lawn chair is. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about upheaval of. Yeah, but have a designated area. Let me get close to the stage and be in a crowd atmosphere if I wanted to. Yeah. And then have a designated area like that would have made this a little better for sure. So, I mean, I, all I'm trying to say is like that argument is one you could also make then for why lawn chairs are good at a festival like this. Yeah. And that's exactly what we did do, too. Right. Like we took the blanket, we put it off to the back, off to the side. So people who wanted to get closer in front of us, like we knew we were in their way. So that way. Yeah. They could. Yeah. We weren't like trying to be as close to the front as possible with our blanket or anything. We yeah. just kind of like sat back on the side with it. Yeah. So. We spent a lot more time this time. I think this was our first day, honestly, going to the Boneyard and the Loud and Local. Uh, not the first time because we did the Loud and Local on Friday during Falling in Reverse. Oh, we did. Never mind. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the Boneyard. Yeah, this is like the main time. We walked through there, I think, once. The first day, yeah. Yeah, but this was um, the main time that we actually stood like, and watched. Like, yeah. watch or checked them out or whatever. So, um, Highlights, I guess, for me for this day, like I said, the the side stages for sure. I mean, that was the highlight all weekend long, like all the side stages. Um, hybrid theory, that was a lot more fun than I expected. Yeah, um, the hybrid theory. We never saw a Linkin Park show. It's one of my regrets ever. But uh, I envisioned this as being like at a Linkin Park show. Like it was the crowd was, I mean, moving as much as possible, you know. Jumping up and down and stuff. But. There was also crowd surfing. A unique, <gasps> there was. A unique style yes. of crowd surfing that I don't think I had ever seen. <laughs> where forgot. they start in the front, pick you up, and then you crowd surf backwards. Yeah, yeah. I've never actually seen that and done like, that security way. security never came and like, shut that down. They did anything, not, no. So. But that was like at the very end of the it set was, too. Yeah. But there, that was the only crowd surfing I saw. And it was interesting and fun. Yeah, yeah. That was fun. Um. Yeah, and it's an interesting thing you brought up about never seeing Lincoln Park that we never got to do that, and it really sucks. But that's then where tribute bands, I think, really yeah. shine is you you want to pay homage and honor to the band and the music that has such a good, great impact on you as a musician. 
and share that with the world for the people who never got the chance to see that. Um, Slayer, I think it's a good one of those. And I was talking with Eric about this the first time we saw Thrash of the Titans of like, you're never going to see Slayer again. So the, the goal is to put on a performance that would be worthy of a Slayer show or yeah. as close to it as they can get. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, I really like the hybrid theory uh, performance because there's a lot of times where the band wasn't even singing and it was just the crowd singing. Yeah. And there's a YouTube, well, it's it was a concert. I think it was like a benefit concert or a memorial concert when Chester passed away. But um, basically it's, uh, is it dumb that they say? No, in the end they sing, I believe. And it's, the band's just playing and it's just the crowd singing. The and crowd it's really singing. cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really cool. The crowd was really good for this performance, for sure. Bouncing yeah. around, as you said, to the best of their abilities. Um, beach balls came out, and they were yeah. bouncing those around. I thought yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um, people were enjoying the beach balls a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I, the whole beach ball or balloon thing that happens during concerts, I find myself focusing on that more because I get really anxious where I'm like, oh, my God, if it comes to me, it comes to me. I had to, like, hit it. I have to hit it. I have to hit it. And then, like, I'm focusing on that, and I'm not necessarily focusing on the performance. I'm sure I'm the only person that that has a problem <laughs> with though. No, I I also focus on it, but that's why I like it is because now I, it's a unique thing for that live show. It's oh, like okay. it's one of the aspects like you don't know what you're going to get with the crowd, right? So Yeah, yeah. I I do enjoy I a lot of times when I see live music, I spend a lot of time watching the crowd around me more than the performance sometimes. Oh, okay. And I I enjoy that a lot. Um, any other highlights for you for this day? No, I mean, like I said, like I just basically sat on the blanket most of the day and, um, enjoyed the music, which was fantastic. I, yes, I guess to your point, I understand how people could just like sit in their chair or whatever, but people aren't doing that. They're like leaving their chair. Like they have a spot. There like were a dibs. lot. Yeah, there were a lot of times you'd walk by the lawn chairs and it was just row and row and row of empty lawn chair, yeah. which was very annoying. Yeah. So it's like, it, and I definitely wasn't doing that with the blanket. I don't think anybody there that had. Well, there's some people I guess with blankets that kind of put out their spot, and it's like, yeah, this is my spot. But, anyways, whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't know. We we did leave early too. Um, Papa Roach gets over. We kind of hang out. I said I want to go check out some of the other side stages around us waiting for Godsmack. Um, went down. I, I hit a wall. I could not wake myself up for some reason. And I think I came back to the to the, to your to our spot where you were. And I was like, I'm tired. If you want to go, I'm fine with going. Let's go ahead and take off. But first, let's go up to the side stage real quick and watch that. And I think when I said that, you're like, all right, let's go ahead and go. We packed up, walked over there. And that's when I finally, finally started to wake up. But I think you were starting to, like, my body's charging off now. Well, no, I wasn't saying, like, I was ready to go. I I was expecting to stay for four or five songs. Like, we did with Slipknot. I kind of knew we wouldn't stay the whole time just because we didn't like how the main stage was set up. And it isn't enjoyable to watch music on that stage or whatever. Yeah, not for us, for sure. I was okay going because I thought that you really wanted to go. like i could tell oh. like how tired you were so yeah. i was like okay well let's go then like that's part of being in a relationship is you kind of do something that you yeah yeah the other person wants to do so i then not that i got irritated but you weren't leaving 
and I was just like, okay, so what do you want to like? Gotcha, gotcha. You said you were ready to go, and then you would just like walk around, and we weren't actually leaving. So yeah, I don't know. You're right. The 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 vibe from Slipknot the other night, the night before, really kind of put me in a sour mood, and like I didn't want to watch anything on the main stage, honestly, because it was I hated watching stuff on the main stage because it was just not fun. So I was by that point I was over it and it's like, we're going to leave early anyway. Let's just go ahead and get out now. I'm fine with that. Um, looking back a little disappointed, I couldn't wake up and I didn't want to leave. I wish I would have woken up sooner and I guess communicated a little better, but yeah. Uh, oh, well it is what it is. We, we took off and that was, that was the end of rock fest for us. Yep. Um, talking about it, I guess, positives for you what were positives overall for the overall festival overall i really i mean we talked about this sporadically through but positive for me is um lots of things i actually really enjoyed the festival um the side stages being covered i really enjoyed that for the rain and the sun um the food and beverage lines most of the time was not long at all i think uh before Godsmack, we did get like a soda, or before Papa Roach, we got like a soda, and I had to wait five minutes maybe. But otherwise, like comparing it to like Line Fest, where you're waiting in line a lot, like that, there was no big deal there. Um, I liked that when you're in the venue, you're in the venue. Um, so you could go to your car, you could, I mean, if you're camping, you can go to your campsite, like whatever you want to do. Basically, like unlimited reentry now we never tried to leave the grounds yeah yeah but like once you're in the grounds then you're fine um yeah i think that's i mean the music right the oh the music, music. Overall, yeah like, yeah i guess i was just going from yeah. a, a, a venue setup the music i mean even the stuff on the main stage was great music we didn't enjoy the, the way viewing. we had to consume and then view yeah, the viewing aspect yeah view it but the music there was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, I thought the lineup was really good that they chose. All the stages were so, so good. Yeah. Um, seeing that bands got multiple sets, so you could bounce around. And if you missed their first set, you can make their second set, for example. Yeah. Might not be the same set list. It might be the same set list. If it is, oh, well, you, like, whatever. You get a bounce around. You get to see a little bit of it. I, I did enjoy that a lot. And the music as a whole, just so fucking good. What we saw, anyway. Um, the food cheap and lines were short. Um, beer prices were really cheap, like six bucks for a beer, yeah. like crazy cheap. Yeah. We didn't talk about that either. Every bar went to a charity. Like oh, you would, yeah. if you yeah. tipped that tip went to, I think there was like an animal cruelty shelter or something. There was a anti-animal cruelty shelter, not oh, an animal cruelty I guess shelter. So. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> for the cats and dogs, money for the cats and dogs. Um, there was some kind of foundation, one, the Loudon, uh, not uh, local, um, the tribute stage was for a baseball field. Oh, okay. Yeah. I can't remember what all of them were, but like, yeah, that was kind of cool to see, like, we're helping the community out with, with this festival. Yeah. The grounds overall were very well put together, I thought. Yeah. Yeah. It was put together really well. Really enjoyed that. And, and it flowed really well. Like, they had a process for everything, which was really cool. Like, when you parked your car, they had a process for that, when you went through the gates they had a process for that like it was just like everything just worked really well um when you're get, trying to get in at least for us it did yeah. I, maybe somebody else had some different yep. viewpoints but 
even leaving the venue. They had two lanes, and it, one lane you could go right, and one lane you could go left, and it was very easy. Very well organized. Staff was fucking phenomenal all around. I mean, we talked about not being able to mosh or get yeah. the pits. That sucks, but that's they didn't allow it. They didn't allow it. Whatever. Yeah. But the interactions we had with all of the staff from top to bottom was was great. Yeah. Great people all around. Um. But yeah, mainly for me, it's the music, the grounds, and um, the staff. But it was like it was great, great, great. So many good fucking things to talk about. Yeah, I really liked the festival, except for the cons that we're going to talk about. Yeah, and the negative, the main one, obviously, the the lawn chairs. The lawn chairs. The fucking goddamn lawn yeah. chairs again. Just the sheer number of them and how much realty they got. Like, there was no pit. Yeah, and the biggest negative being the lawn chairs and how much realty they had. And just, it really killed the mood for us, yeah. for sure. And yeah. fuck the lawn chairs. I, I, uh, even if they had their own space, I still think I would have been pissed at them. You think you would get mad? I think so, yeah. Like, in my mind, maybe if they could be on, like, one side of the soundstage and the other side is all standing or something like that. That might work, yeah. Because then they're not in your way at all. Yeah. I don't know. Stage left is seating. Lawn chairs. Stage right is fucking go at it. Yeah. And, like, let you do something. (laughs) I could get behind that. I would try that out. Yeah, because then they wouldn't be in the way at all if you're just on that side of the stage or whatever. So, I don't know. It'll definitely be something going forward. Every festival that we go to, we will look to see if lawn chairs are possible. Yeah, and like I said, like I was fine with upheaval because you did have the little section. I didn't like it. I hated it. But I had that little section. If yeah. I wanted to, I could have got up. Well, at the time, we hated it. But now that we've seen another aspect where they take up all the space, I feel like we've changed our mind on that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I was fine with it for upheaval for because you had that designated spot oh, for okay. it. Now, seeing how they just take up everything, I'm like, I'm done with lawn chairs at, at all costs. Like, if a festival says we allow lawn chairs, I'm out. I'm not going. Thanks, yeah. but no thanks. Yeah. I think a negative was how the main stage was set up as well with the pit area, how it was, and then those wooden benches, how they were, and then obviously the lawn chairs. But I really, I did not like the main stage setup at all. It was not enjoyable to see any set there. Yeah, I didn't like it either, but again, what would it have been like without launchers? I can't answer that question. Yeah. It may have been better. It still would not be my favorite by any means, but it's something I would have been more acceptable of if if the launchers weren't there. Yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. We don't know since yeah. we've never seen it without launchers. The only other negative I have, honestly, is the fact that when the main stage was on, it was the only thing. I don't have another stage to go to yeah. that if I'm not in to the music or I'm not feeling it or I'm not feeling it because of the lawn chairs, I can now go to a, a who's on top stage and seeing stage. and see a performance the way I want to see a performance there. Yeah. I get it because I think even the hybrid theory, um, they mentioned, I think where they were like, cause I think war was on right after them. And they mentioned like, who's going to go see war? Like we'll be done before then cause we're not going to compete with them, which I get that. I get the whole, you know, not having anything on when the main stage is on because they're like the bigger acts or whatever. But I also agree. We've been to festivals where they do have multiple, multiple stages like Riot Fest where, you know, they have five stages and two of them are going at once. So if you don't like the stage you're at, walk to the other one. Yeah, exactly. So I I agree there too where it would be nice to have something else to do. A little more staggered for sure. Yeah. yeah I don't think you needed to have all four of the side stages going at once. Like yeah. If you had... Three and then two, maybe that would be a little better. I yeah. don't know. 
I do like what you said. I don't know if we put that as a positive or not, but I do like how, um, like the tribute stage and the loud and local stage, and even a couple performances on the Boneyard were two, 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 or three, three, three. That was nice. There so, were smaller bands too. Yeah. Yeah, like so, just what I mean is like so you could go check them out. Like we could go check out hybrid if we would have got there early enough like hybrid theory and then go check out the boneyard or whatever you know like check out multiple things and not just see one band yeah i guess we didn't bring that up as a positive right now but yeah that's a very good positive and like i said earlier the the fact that they are um smaller club b bands that you're gonna yeah. you're not gonna see at like an arena show necessarily so it's really cool to you know incorporate all types of live music at this one festival that was really cool yeah but yeah. that kind of goes i guess goes back to the music the music yeah, itself the music. Is fucking awesome. yeah. yeah um but yeah that's really all i had for negatives i don't know if you had any other no, ones no my only negative was the launchers in the main stage yep honestly otherwise everything else was absolutely fine so then i guess in conclusion the the lessons learned if you're going to a camping festival try to camp yeah yeah which we do have a couple on our horizon for the next, I don't know, many years out. Yeah, but that we want to go that to. That we want to go to. Like a, a goal to go to. So we will be purchasing the camping equipment. We won't be doing like the whole RV camping or whatever, but we'll p- purchase camping equipment to go. Like tent camping and tent whatnot. Tent camping, yeah. yeah that's what that's the thing. I would not pull mm-hmm. a trailer behind us. Um, I also don't really drive that often. You don't drive. I will not pull So you will not pull. So we're not doing a trailer camper unless yeah. we like... I don't know if you can even rent and have one delivered. I don't know. know. Maybe. All right, go ahead. So, so then let's get into the rankings of, of this festival. Um, my rankings, we've only been to eight so far through our concert going career. Um, (laughs) concert going career. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I have number one, the greatest festival that we've ever been to, in my opinion, open air 2016, 2017. I kind of combine those because they're essentially the same same thing, just different bands. Then I have, uh, Milwaukee metal fest this year's, Riot Fest with the caveat that we have the VIP tickets for, as you said, getting into the shade and all of that. Yeah. Uh, and that's the lowest level. They do multiple tiers. We don't yeah, do yeah. like the, no. the cabana shit. No. Uh, Denver Beer and Metal. That was a lot of fun. That's number four for me. Followed by Upheaval. We talked a little bit about that. Lala. Last year we went to go see Metallica. At Lala's Lala. Not, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the Picnic Festival um, in 2016. We went to go see the Lumineers. That was our first like concert in like six years or so so yeah it was fun to go back at like seven yeah seven years yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. in seventh place and then last but not least in my last slot i have uh line fest or not fest iowa and i have everything the same except for riot fest and milwaukee metal fest i flipped okay so you have riot fest number two and milwaukee metal yep. fest number three yep where would this fall in line for you Ooh. Maybe under Milwaukee Metal Fest for me. So mine would go Chicago Open Air, Riot Fest, Milwaukee Metal Fest, Rock Fest, Denver, Beer and Metal, Upheaval, Lala, Picnic, Line Fest. So you have you have Rock Fest number four. Yep. Um that's that's uh that's uh that's that's much higher than I have it, I think. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm somewhere in it's going to fall in sixth or seventh spot. Um, I think I'm going to go, it's going to be seven after Lala. Um, I honestly enjoyed everything except for the main stage. 
I did too, but that put on such a damper on my oh, mood. Okay. Like even I don't think I brought this up, but during Thrash of the Titan, in between their second and third set, we sat there, I think for Suicide Silence or something, and we're sitting there, and I honestly had the thought of like, after Thrash is done, I we can just leave. And I, I'm perfectly fine with that. This is bullshit. I'm I'm not having a good time. But then it's like, well, but we need to see Vended. All right, after Vended. Oh, but in this moment, we'll, we'll check that out. Fuck it, we'll stay for the whole thing, but I'm not going to be happy about it type thing. Yeah. Can I move mine? Sure, where do you want to put yours? Under upheaval, I think. Under upheaval? Yeah. So in seventh as well. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope, you, yeah, all right, hold on. So It'll yours be will be six. six. So, and the reason why I'm moving it is kind of what you're saying. Like, if we go back, which we probably won't, but if we would, I think I would be unhappy again. Yeah. Because of that main stage. Yes. Like how the main stage is set up. Like everything else I loved about it. It's, I don't think I would be happy seeing the main stage. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Like the music was so good. The staff was so good. The grounds were great. Like everything about this was good. Even if we camped, I would have had a lot more fun than I had. But that main stage would have just been such a damper for me. Yeah. That like, like we said, Slipknot, one of our favorite band, like one of my all time favorite bands. One of the bands I think is the greatest live band of all time. It sucked. It was a shit fucking show because I couldn't experience it with a crowd feel to yeah. it. Like, yeah, that's one of the things that makes it so good. Like, like, that's what makes live music so good is the community with the crowd. And like, uh, you didn't get that here. And it pissed me off right. so much. Right. Um, but you brought this up. Are we going back? No. I don't think See, so. See, I say no, but watch like in five years we'll be doing another Rock Fest pod- podcast and be Maybe. Like, <laughs> I doubt it. I mean, like we said, there's so, there's so many, many. Yeah. There's metal like, fest or yeah. just rock festivals out there. Like yeah. Danny Wimmer has like seven there of their own. Yeah. And we want to do I want to do like like I said, Wacken. Yeah. Um Hellfest would be amazing to do. Like these are big festivals because we'd have to go overseas to do them. But. And there's smaller ones too. Um and we just found out about one in Houston. Yeah. Um what I can't even remember what the fuck that one's called. I don't remember, but it's almost it almost seems like a um, Milwaukee Metal Fest type festival, yeah. where it's like it's smaller, um, but like the lineup seems almost like what would be at Milwaukee Metal Fest. So, so I mean, there's so many out there that I I had such a bad time at this one. I don't think I'm going back. No, no, there's so many choices, and I think that's the thing. And we kind of had this with Upheaval last year, which we never post that episode. But it's like there's that weekend. There's three choices. Because yeah. there's Rockfest, Upheaval, or Incarceration. And honestly, now I kind of wish we would have tr- checked out Incarceration yeah. because it's like, you know, that it's the same weekend. Like, that might have been better. I don't know. And, I mean, some people, this is their, their festival. It's it the is. one they love. Yeah. It's the one they always go to. And there is a community, like, it seems like a social media community where they all got together and, like, you know, had, like, a reunion like a on, like, the Wednesday before or whatever. So... That is really cool to have that community because you don't always get that. But for us, it's just it didn't pan out like that. Exactly. And we, we've said this before at other festivals of like, hey, you have to buy tickets before you know the headliners yeah. or any of the bands. And that like sucks. Like, how do you know you're going to enjoy it? But yeah. They sell like 2024 sold out for VIP right. or for the reserve seating or whatever. And the called. pit, I think, too. So like, yeah, that sucks that you don't know who's going to be there. It might be a complete dud show. I doubt it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, I doubt but it, but... You have to. And the counter to that is right after Open Air 2016, we were like, doesn't matter who the fuck's here next year, we're, we're going. Coming. yeah. Um, no, you're right. Like, we were those people. So, 
now I like to see who's going to be there before buying. Yeah. But. but that's because we also have a lot more options now. Yes. Like where before it was like, okay, we could only go to what's in Chicago. And now we're like, we own a car. We can go <laughs> wherever, <laughs> wherever our car can take us. So, yeah. so anyways. Yeah, agreed. I, I don't think I'm going back to this. But the music was fucking phenomenal. The main reason we were there, um, all the other, the two to three really large negatives for us really ruined this. Otherwise it would have been very close to the top yeah. of my list for yeah. sure. Yeah, totally. But um, yeah, it, this isn't our thing. If it's your thing, own it. Fucking that's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Keep going every year if you, if you enjoy it that much. Yeah. I mean, live music is amazing. You're going to like it. You're going to like some stuff. You're going to not like some stuff and that's fine. That's part of art and music. So if this is your thing, fucking awesome. Do it. Not ours, but what is ours is live music. We fucking love live music. Hope you do too. Go out and, and find some live music. Bye.